coming to you from the duck pond. This is Groover Solutions. First of all, I just want to apologize for the long hiatus for anyone that was a previous subscriber. If you've kind of stuck around waiting for me to come back, I was. It was pretty much the format I was doing of. looking for apps or things to technology related to kind of review on my own just started feeling forced especially beyond the ones where it was working with the storage stuff that the friend of mine had asked me about because he was asking me about products that really sounded interesting to me like the wireless USB drives and just trying to help him out but after I got past that it the apps like the to-do list and some of the other apps I was looking for I was looking at doing ahead of time just seemed forced and it wasn't really interesting me so pretty much I'm changing the format of how I was what I was doing it's going to be kind of, I won't say fully unscripted, because I'll probably make out notes of what I want to talk on, but it's unscripted in the fact that it's basically just going to be my straight opinions and observations of just almost kind of like a weekly journal or diary type thing of what all is going on with me in regards, and most of it will be focused primarily around technology and photography, probably talk some about health and wellness stuff that catches my interest. And, and kind of with that being said, a disclaimer which I'll probably put at the beginning of all of my episodes is I am by no means any sort of a professional I'm not a financial professional, not a legal professional, not a medical professional. So nothing I say should be taken as financial, legal, medical, or any type of professional advice. Basically, you're listening to the observations and, thought and thoughts of a self-proclaimed philosopher and lifelong student. And that kind of leads into what I'll be talking about this week and that's just lately I've been I've been kind of looking at the whole cryptocurrencies, Bitcoin, that entire area. And it really it somehow it had originally caught my interest back about a year ago when they had all those ransomware attacks and it caught my interest then but then I kind of didn't really fully catch my interest and then back around November December I'm not sure what it was that caused it to catch my interest then but something about it then it caught my interest got into looking into it and really back in January I as some would say put some skin in the game bought bought a little bit and <clears throat> started listening to other podcasts talking about cryptocurrencies crypt or crypto assets as some would call them 
just to learn more about that whole environment. And some people might say, yeah, it might go, but isn't it a scam or a big old Ponzi scheme? And that's what a lot of media, especially mainstream media, tries to point out. I mean, even Bloomberg's crypto Twitter account, it seems they're more likely to post articles to shed cryptocurrencies in a negative light than they are to post any articles or anything that would put that put it in a positive light. And anything positive, it seems they're about two or three weeks late to the game because it's I'll see like them mentioning something that I'd heard from one of the other uh, cryptocurrency-related news outlets about two or three weeks before. It seems like the only time they they're on their on the ball is when it's some scandal or something in the cryptocurrency community. But and some people might say, "Oh, it's a bubble, and it's going it's going to pop just like the dot com bubble, just like the housing bubble." And yeah, I'm pretty sure there is a bubble with the whole cryptocurrency, crypto asset community, and it's probably not the bubble most people think about. What I see as being the bubble isn't so much these scam, what are called ICOs, it's that kind of resembles a lot of the scam.com things from the dot-com era, but it's more the fact that people are treating this environment like it's stock market 2.0, or as some would say, the millennials stock market. And what I mean by that is we have a number of actual cryptocurrencies, basically things like Bitcoin, Litecoin, Monero, Dash, that they're designed to be a form of currency <clears throat> and or kind of investment type thing because unlike for most of them unlike our fiat currency which if you're saying but Bitcoin and all that's not backed by anything technically neither is our fiat currency fiat means faith it means we have faith that the US government like the US dollar that the US government can pay back the increasing debt that it keeps making by printing more money. We were, if you think we were back by gold, that actually stopped well before I was born. It stopped back in the 70s. And, but back to what I was getting at, we have these actual cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin and all those that were designed to be kind of a form, well, the Bitcoin white paper, the title of it doesn't even say Bitcoin, it basically is a meth, it's something along the lines of a method of peer-to-peer -peer electronic 
transactions. In, in other words, a form of doing peer-to-peer -peer payments, much like a cash transaction. And so we have the those th that part of the cryptocurrency area. Then we have these tokens that are being created, usually with the ICOs, that they have a, a specific purpose. Like there's some that the token is used, like, although I don't know the validity of Kodak coin that was announced earlier this year and all that, but it was like the token is used to put, if I understood right, right, it was so that photographers could put their picture, put their photography on the blockchain in such a way that uh, they could get compensated for it being used for copyright reasons. And, but it requires the Kodak coin to be put onto the blockchain. And a number of these tokens and other crypto cryptocurrencies that we see are basically that's what it is for the function of the technology that that group is trying to create to put on the blockchain their token or their coin is what's used to do that but we've started viewing it as, as again stock market 2.0 where people will buy up these tokens or coins and it's one of these things that if they have no intention of actually using that technology they're just tying up an asset that's going to eventually cause in my opinion that asset to actually fail because it's not being used for its intended purpose and so it's like I look at the I look at the entire area scene and it's like you have that on one side and it's and that's that's the bubble I I believe is going on is we're gonna see these IC all these ICOs fail not because they weren't good or because they were scammy but because they're not being used their technology just dies out because no one's using it. Also, then on the other hand, you have those that view Bitcoin as basically the long-term investment type thing. You have what are, what are called the Bitcoin maximalists, which view Bitcoin especially the ones that view Bitcoin as being the one and only cryptocurrency. Everything else will eventually fail according to them. But the problem is, is I don't think they fully realize, even though, yeah, it can, a Bitcoin can be broken down into extremely smaller units called Satoshis, which are like a millionth of a Bitcoin. The problem is there's only 21 million total Bitcoins that will ever be created. And there's going to come a point where even if we haven't reached that 21 million, because that's going to be like 
in the year 2140 that we finally reach that number. But there's going to come a time when what's available to be purchased is scarce or even non-existent because it's all tied up. And my question to them basically is, would they be willing to take fiat from someone who doesn't have Bitcoin so that that person could get Bitcoin? And the way I hear a lot of them talking, it sounds like they wouldn't. I mean, one way to put it is this way. Okay, last I looked a couple days ago, there was just shy of 1.5 billion websites on the internet housed on about 75 million servers. Let's say it's all capped off at that num at those numbers. So you have 75 million servers, which would be your bitcoins, and each of those servers has an equal number of websites that all that basically all add up to a total of 1.5 billion websites. Now, let's say you're just graduating high school and you're wanting to start your own business, put your own, get your own website, or you're start get graduating from college or something, and you're wanting to start your own website or something. Now, all those that 1.5 billion websites have already been taken. You can't create another one. You have to approach someone that owns one of these websites to try and get them to give it up or sell it to you. And again, it more likely isn't going to happen. And that's where I see a lot of the f flaws with Bitcoin maximalists. That's also why I can't really say I'd ever be a full Bitcoin maximalist. Yeah, I view Bitcoin as being the standard by which everything would be measured. But I also see the need for altcoins, such as Litecoin, Monero, Dash, especially the ones that their purpose isn't to compete with Bitcoin. Like, if I understood right correctly, like Charlie Lee, who created Litecoin, he didn't create it to replace Bitcoin. He created it, it's said to be that he created it to be the silver to Bitcoin's gold. And some people think that he was saying that in a sense of how with gold and silver now, yeah, an ounce of gold is like about $1,500 or so. I'm probably heavily rounding up. An ounce of gold is about $16, $17. You can't really divide... Or an ounce of silver is $16.70. You can't divide, really, an ounce of gold up much... Or you don't find it divided up much smaller than a quarter ounce. Which is still more costs more than uh, an ounce of silver does. So if we got to a point where we're having to use actual gold and silver to do transactions instead of our regular currencies, yeah, so, but they're saying, but a Satoshi is one millionth of a Bitcoin, so it can be divided. But the thing is, is it's not also how small it can be divided, but it's how numerous it is. Yeah, you can divide 
again, a Bitcoin into a million Satoshis, but if out of those 21 million Bitcoins, you can't obtain any at all, you need something that's more plentiful, like Litecoin that's designed to be four times, have four times as many to be able to still have some sort of transactions going. But then, and then also other problems I see with the area, and this is probably more of a rant. Sorry that if my first episode back is more ranting on the whole crypto sphere, but again, another issue I have with it again is back with the concept of we viewing it as stock market 2.0, and that's well. Before I get to get back into that, with the whole Bitcoin maximus on the other side of the coin, since. August you have the Bitcoin cash fans who are completely confusing people with the Bitcoin cash fork of saying Bitcoin cash is the real Bitcoin. Now I'm not going to get into the full debate with that but the one problem I see with Bitcoin cash I mean at the time when it was when it, when they did the hard fork, it probably was a good band-aid for the issue that, and it might still be depending on how well the Lightning Network works that Bitcoin is doing. It might still be a good band-aid for a while, where they where Bitcoin Cash increased the block size for Bitcoin, so you could have more transactions per block that was being mined or being basically being and mining is just their way of validating the transactions that take place so you basically have more transactions getting validated at a time with Bitcoin cash with a bigger block size but the problem is is they don't have any way of basically increasing the throughput which a good example would be you're going down a two-lane country road driving a car that seats four people what the Bitcoin people are trying wanting to do is they're not really they might increase like the car size to like a minivan size where you can fit eight or a van size we could probably fit eight or ten, eight to ten people type thing in it but they're looking at turning that two-lane, also turning that two-lane road into an interstate, eventually. Where Bitcoin Cash, from what I understand, their concept is, okay, we're just going to keep putting bigger and bigger cars going down this two-lane road. Where when you look at that, the thought is, okay, eventually you're going to have, if you keep doing that, eventually you're going to be trying to send a, a car the size of a 747 down a two-lane road. which won't work. So, there's kind of flaws with both. I mean, yeah, Bitcoin, 
I know they're they're trying to work out by again look at ways of turning that two lane road into kind of an interstate for sending traffic down, but only the future can tell what what if that if what they're working on now will work or if they might have to rethink and take other approaches. So and it's just one of those things and actually on Twitter when I look at all the stuff from the infighting between the Bitcoin maximalists and the Bitcoin cash people it almost seems about as bad or worse than the 2016 presidential elections of the Trump fans and the Clinton fans going at it and so that's all I'm going to say pretty much on that topic. Now back to the other issue I have with just the whole cryptocurrency area in general being the fact that it's looking like stock market 2.0 is one, one thing I see on Twitter a lot is and it's really going out with the Litecoin people. If I understood right from another podcast, it was started by Litecoin Dad. And it's a hashtag pay with Litecoin. And I've also seen floating around the hashtag pay with crypto. And that is a wonderful dream to be able to go and use our use the cryptocurrencies especially the ones designed to be a currency as a currency i mean what a novel ideal you but you get some litecoin you've, you've saved it a while or let's say you have a forward thinking employer and he pays he or she pays you in crypt in like litecoin or bitcoin or dash and it's like okay you you find a place that will take that for something you're needing to buy and you don't have the cash on hand to buy it so you use that well the problem is is because we've turned this whole environment into basically a stock market type thing for trading and, and things like that I know the tax agencies in certain countries look at it as like, okay, we're going to tax you like it's stock market. In other words, here in the U.S., if I were to pay with my Litecoin, especially right now, I would have to pay small capital or short-term capital gains tax on it because one I haven't had it more than a year and two it's actually I've actually gained a tiny bit of money on it but then even if I had it over a year and it's gained money on it if I use use it I have I'd have to pay capital gains tax 
on it. Even though it's designed more as a currency rather, or it's designed to be a form of currency rather than stocks or anything. And again, it's probably because the IRS sees the community viewing everything in this area as basically being a form of stock, basically a millennial stock market because the millennials are more interested in investing in it, doing trade, day trading and things like that, that the older generations do with, use the stock market for. The millennials and younger are doing it with, with this area. They view it as that's how it should be taxed then. So it basically makes the concept of paying with Litecoin, paying with crypto more of a dream than in a dream that probably won't see reality unless there's a great economic collapse where all of a sudden globally fiat currencies are worthless that it basically or not worthless or non-existent that paying with crypto won't be a reality and I've actually replied to someone's tweet about because lately on Twitter they've been getting at people about the technical analysis and because you have the basically the again difference between the tr traders and the hodlers, basically those that are holding their coins for the long term, and the traders look at the, like the technical analysis to find out when to buy, when to sell, to get the most profits and things like that. And it was actually Litecoin Dad that had posted something about it, and I'm like, you have the only problem though is it's just that. I basically, basically what I just said, it's the whole, especially the trading side of it, the trading investing mentality that we have of the crypto area that makes paying with Litecoin, paying with crypto more of a dream than a soon-to-be reality, even with things like what's coming out now is Litecoin has a thing called LightPay coming out that will allow that they've gotten it to where, and I think it was last I saw, 41 countries you can use this like debit card type thing to pay with Litecoin. And there's a number of other thing uh, programs out there where yeah you can pay with your Bitcoin, you can pay with your cryptocurrencies to purchase stuff, there's also a number of businesses that will accept, that are already accepting cryptocurrencies. And then there are some that only accept cryptocurrencies, like another one on Twitter is Proof of Hat. He's been making little tiny patches that 
you can get iron on or so on for Bitcoin, Litecoin, Monero. I actually had gotten a, he actually had a promo where I was able to get a free one, but if I ever get to the point where I feel comfortable where I'm not going to be charged or have to pay tax on buying pay capital gains tax because I bought, sent him about $8 to buy one, another one, I got a little Bitcoin, Litecoin, Yin Yang patch that I'm trying to figure out what to put it on. But, <clears throat> so it's one of those things, we've got these businesses that are wanting to either be inclusive and accept cryptocurrencies as payment, and then as you've got some that also, that's the only thing they are accepting as payment. Like also, Litecoin Foundation, they have a book I would have been gladly to purchase, but right now, I have so little put into the cryptocurrency area that I can't really afford to use cryptocurrency to buy the book. But if but all they take is cryptocurrency. And it's like a $5 book talking about helping to explain Litecoin and all that, which Litecoin being one of the, I'll call it an alt, because it is an altcoin, because usually the way you, people look at the sphere, you have Bitcoin, and then anything else is considered an altcoin. But Litecoin is one of the altcoins I'm interested in, and I view as basically being one of the best compliments to Bitcoin. So just to understand it better beyond what I've been able to find online. But again, I don't have the money put into the cryptocurrency community or the crypt into cryptocurrencies that I could justify spending the $5 on Litecoin and then next year have to worry about reporting that on my taxes to pay capital gains tax on it because my Litecoin investment has gone up in price from what I'd purchased from when I'd purchased it earlier this year so I'd have capital gains I'd have to pay on it instead of reporting losses. So, as I said, hopefully, hopefully all these don't turn out to be rants about what I'm observing. But as, as I warned you before, these are basically the observations and thoughts of a self-proclaimed philosopher and lifelong student. And that's pretty much sums up what I was wanting to talk about this week. I'll Hopefully I can keep this up and keep doing it each week. And as I said, most of it will probably be around technology. I can't say that it'll all be like cryptocurrency. can't say it'll all be computer stuff or cell phone or mobile or photography or video or 
anything like that. So, and one thing I might try doing though is also kind of like a photography podcast I listen to. They have like what's on your gear shelf, other photography, a lot of, there's a lot of podcasts I listen to, most of it's in the photography realm where they talk about like a product or an app or a gadget that they have that they're not being paid to advertise or anything, but it's just something that they figured they'd mention about that they enjoy that their listeners might like. Um, I mean, other than the patch, one thing I'd mention is the mic I'm using is a Samsung Go mic. I'm not sure if they're still being made, unfortunately, but it's just a little USB mic from every time I've used it I've gotten great sound out of it from for what I use it for sadly I don't use it as much as I would like although the funny thing is it was kind of YouTube videos and or podcasts that I had originally purchased this mic for so I'm actually starting to try using it for its original purpose. I mean, those of you... And the original episodes are still there. You can go back in here where... For those, I was actually recording off of, straight off of my cell phone. Which, every so often, I'll for other podcasts, I'll use the app for that on that cell phone, and then I've also got, which I might talk about another week, because I regularly use it, is an audio recorder, which that might be what I'll use next week for, <clears throat> I'll, I'll call it gear of the week for right now, although just be prepared that sometimes gear of the week could include app, an app or software or website that I find interesting to use. So, that's it for me. I'm Chuck Groover, coming to you from the Duck Pond. If you like this podcast, especially this new format, rate me and review me wherever you get your podcasts. Also, I'll, I have a tip jar on my website, GrooverSolutions.com. Feel free to tip me however you want. I take fiat, but I also have listed a couple of different uh, cryptocurrency addresses that you could send cryptocurrency to if, you, if you're more inclined to do that. So, again, Chuck Groover for Groover Solutions, signing out.